This is the Julius Profiles podcast brought to you by Julius, an influencer marketing software solution that adds a human touch to strategic and creative advertising campaigns. On this podcast, we put people first, discussing the marketers, influencers, and consumers of this growing industry. Join us as we talk to industry experts and influencers to dive beyond the day-to-day of influencer marketing and into the nuances of this dynamic marketing practice. Learn more and subscribe to the podcast at juliusworks.com. Welcome to another episode of Julius Profiles, a podcast about influencer marketing, but not just about the day-to-day, going into what it means to be a person in this industry. And what do we mean by people? We mean the influencers, the marketers, and the consumers that make this practice a little bit more special than every other marketing channel or practice. So excited to have our customers from GoDaddy today. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, I can go first. My name is Haley Uslack. I run the talent desk. I'm head of um, influencer partnerships at GoDaddy. My name is Krista Stuccio. I work for GoDaddy as well, and I am the social media and content manager. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today, guys. So the discussion for today is about wearing multiple hats. I think that when I was at the agency, a lot of people think, okay, those people on the influencer team are just going to go find the influencers and get them to do stuff for us because that's what we need them to do. But there's a lot that goes into it. Actually, the other day, I was talking to a big subscriber of ours and they're like, Danny, we love Julius. We know that there's so much power to do it. We just have so much to do. We didn't realize how much work this was going to be. Um, and I'm like, yeah, man, it's not just like finding the person that's creating that sexy content. It's finding the people who are going to be able to tell your story and engaging them in a more meaningful way. So interesting to hear what you guys have to think about this whole thing. You guys have a little bit of a diverse background between the two of you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves and Haley specifically, you know, about being at the agency and Krista as being an influencer yourself, you know, how does that kind of play into it? So tell yeah. us, you know, your evolution in your career going from, well, yeah. how you got to be a GoDaddy, yeah, honestly. Yeah, of course. Go so girl. basically, when I had moved to New York City, I took a job in media just because I think it was easy and it also got me to New York, which I soon realized was just <laughs> not for me, not for me placing yeah. ads. And I mean, there, that can be for some people, but for me, I cared so much about you know, relationship building. And I think back in, was it like 2015, 2016 at this time, influencer marketing was kind of this like unheard of, you know, stream of marketing. And I I kind of, I became very interested in it. And when I was looking for my second position, I really wanted to focus, you know, my job search around influencer marketing. And of course, you know, I'm going to different companies and they're like, what are you talking about? Like, what is this? And what I'm like, is this thing? exactly. And, you know, I've seen it just because growing up with social media, you know, it, I see that power that influencers have. So I landed a job actually at an agency in the influencer marketing department. And this was great because I, I essentially was learning the ins and outs, especially with the executional part of it. Yeah. You know, really what it what goes behind an influencer campaign and kind of the beauty of that was working on multiple different clients. So, you know, each client had different needs, different wants, and I was kind of to, to like switch off from client to client when I was there. So then I connected with one of my old time mentors, Shannon Truax, yep. who, yes, we um, love her. We love, we love her, her. Yes. Who is now my current boss at GoDaddy. And when I, when I started talking to her about 
accepting a position, I said, influencer marketing is my true love. <laughs> and this is solely like what I, what I want to do if I'm going to take a position at GoDaddy. So with that, and I can go more into this, I don't know, later, but a big part of my job was really breaking down tiers of influence within GoDaddy. And then with that, how with the social landscape that we have right now, how do we make the best influencer marketing efforts for the company itself? So yeah, that's me. Yeah. And I mean, Haley really handles influencers at GoDaddy. For me, that's not really my wheelhouse. I kind of have a different perspective on it. I guess I'll start off by saying that I am a food blogger on the side. I actually don't have... Handle, a- plug it. <laughs> <laughs> it's at hashtag food pick. It's the word hashtag written out, everybody. It's not the actual hashtag. I have a lot of issues with that. And <laughs> I will go to tell somebody and they will start typing in the hashtag, the hashtag symbol. Right, yeah. right, and I'm like, right. guys, you can't have a handle with that. Like, yeah. It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> but yes, it's at hashtag food pick. I actually started that account back in college and I had no no plans of being an influencer at all. It was actually my way of documenting my cooking when I was in college and kind of to show everybody like, hey guys, I'm not going to the dining hall. I can cook my own meals. <laughs> there you go. Um, I started it with two friends and they quickly got super bored. So yeah. I kept it as my own. And as time went on and I moved to the New York City area, I actually got contacted by different restaurants to come try their food and take pictures. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. Like, this is a thing. Yeah. So it wasn't really necessarily anything that I was going after. It just kind of fell into my lap. And I've always had a strong interest in photography. I went to school for journalism. So the writing and like the punny quotes kind yeah. of just came easy. We but love puns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's awesome being a part of the social team and kind of, you know, getting to see the other side of the influencer totally. world. And I'm learning a lot mm-hmm. from Haley. So Aww. it's pretty cool. So <laughs> how, how actually as being this Instagram foodie influencer, how actually do you think that lends itself really well? Those skills that you learned on social kind of organically and just being your, you know, funny self. How does that actually lend itself to being a professional in this space? Thinking about you know, the social landscape and understanding platform strategy and things like that. How does that kind of go hand in hand sometimes yeah. for you specifically? No, What's your I mean, experience like that? It's kind of crazy. I've had quite a few jobs since I've graduated and I actually just didn't land the right roles. I was working in marketing and social media and a lot of the companies I was working for just kind of, you know, didn't have the budget to keep me around. I, yeah. got, I got let go a few times and I was super young and I was getting really frustrated. So I kind of I poured myself into my blog a little bit more and it kind of just became more than a hobby to me. When I got this opportunity with GoDaddy, I actually, you know, I talked to Shannon. I was like, I don't have the experience that I wish that I had in the real world. But what she was really interested in is that I had this side hustle and I understood what it meant to kind of, you know, make your own way as GoDaddy likes to say. And she really liked that because, you know, obviously I'm, I'm able to understand what it's like to kind of have a small business in a sense. Sure. So that's kind of, you know, it's, it's a really awesome perspective because I do understand that point of view. And I also do understand that, you know, the macro influencer is not 
you know what it's all about sure i don't have a strong following like you know i'm I'm pretty small still and i've had this instagram for a while now but what it what really matters is the engagement and your Mm -hmm. following and how much you know I don't really know where I'm going with this. Yeah, no, I know, but I think what you're really trying to say is that you can appreciate the appreciate the nuances of being behind the scenes and what it takes to be active on social in a more meaningful way and translating that to GoDaddy makes a lot of sense, especially for what the GoDaddy brand stands for. I think that makes a lot of sense. But through all of that actually it's it's funny that you said about like running a small business. That takes a lot of hard work. I think that, you know, especially from what I'm sure you can see it from GoDaddy customers and who's using it, what are the things when it comes to juggling a lot of things? So let's talk about a little bit about time management when it comes to running this small business, as you will, but also like as an influencer marketer, like what's sucking up your time and how do you deal with this? I remember my first job out of college, the partner at the agency his method and everyone thought he was crazy but i'm like dude you're (laughs) a genius because i totally get it he had i think probably like a grid of like 20 post-it notes and then every post-it pile just became a way for him to be like okay well the update for this little thing Mm -hmm. on on this week is this and i put the new post-it down and he would have like a stack of post-it piles for all the things that he was juggling at a time that's very old school it's old school and I i think that's why people People like gave him a hard time because they're like, come on, man, like post it. So you're serious. But he's like, it works for me. I've been doing it for like 25 years. Mm -hmm. Like, don't don't fix it if it ain't broken. I mean, I guess I can't really knock it because I still have a planner that I write in physically. Like, I I don't like my phone calendar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I I used my gmail calendar to almost create like a to-do list so that i have like a million things going on but i when i was at the agency doing influencer marketing specifically i didn't i had one notebook for almost six years because i just didn't i didn't have time to take notes and then refer to my notes and then go back and everything like that it kind of especially after years of doing it i kind of like knew the process i knew what had to get done i knew how to check all the lists and it just became quicker yeah and i wouldn't say i was the most efficient i wouldn't say that things didn't fall through the cracks (laughs) no i was perfect that was perfect but (laughs) you know like it was my way of just like getting it done and just like really internalizing the the demand so so i mean i can i can kind of speak to it from you know the brand side and i think one thing i've learned with influencer marketing it is something different every day and i think with that it's kind of exciting but it also is very hard it's a lesson i'm still learning in prioritizing kind of what I need to get done. So like I said, when I came from the agency side, I did a lot of the executional work. So what that means is like contracting, you know, researching these influencers. When I took the brand side job at GoDaddy, I was all the way up in the strategic clouds and I really was dealing with some like top level execs who and kind of consulting and educating them on influencer marketing. So with primarily for me with time organization, it's, it's, I take every day as it comes. Every day is a new day, but I am a, definitely a physical like need to jot it down. So you're, you have a to do list yes. that you're just like, Mine, go, I have you... a beautiful banana leaf printed <laughs> notebook. It's, it's green and pink. Yeah. And that's like yeah. my all time favorite. Yeah. I open it up and it's kind of like a ritual for me. And sure. I, and I, and I do this with, I have a planner, I have a notebook, and then I also have like an affirmation journal. And this is, this is truly just like my ritual in the morning. Can you tell my mom's a therapist? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Shout but out to what I 
Connie. Too. Yes. Shout out to my mom, Connie. So if you're listening, anyways, you know she's gonna listen. To yes, this. Yeah, of, course. of course. My daughter. <laughs> <on the podcast. laughs> oh man. So what I do is I also am a big. I organize my Outlook or email with folders. Yeah. And I will go through each folder in the morning and I say, what do I need to get done within each folder? And if I can kind of let one of the folders go for the day. Now, of course, if Shannon, you know, emails me that I need to put together a huge deck for her big, you know, presentation tomorrow, I, of course, will prioritize that. But I think in terms of time management, I'm not necessarily someone that's like from 12 to 1, I'll be doing this. But I know that I list everything off in terms of priority and kind of like what's at the top needs to get done. And then if I get to the things at the bottom of the list, I'm good. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of some insight. And I think that, you know, on the board here, I wrote out literally the different hat. I don't see either of you wearing... I'm not wearing a hat either. Sorry. I love hats. I was going (laughs) to say, Krista wears a lot. Yeah. My mother mother put hats on me. And now you're just a hat my, person. Like, toddlerhood, yeah. and it just kind of stuck with me. Well, for now the, the metaphorical hat of being a marketer yeah. is very diverse, and I think to everything that you're saying, especially from your experience and as an influencer, like there's a lot of things. Oh my gosh, yeah. To get done, yes. there's literally not enough time in the day sometimes yep. to act as all these different roles and not just like getting through your to-do list, but like getting yourself in a position to be an effective person on a team. And some of the things that I have listed out here, you know, as an, especially from an agency perspective, and honestly, to everything that you're saying about, you know, having to educate the senior leadership team and work with other departments, it's really important to wear those different hats, you know, as an account manager and building relationships and things like that, you know, putting together presentations in an effective way, things like that. Even down to like operations sometimes and saying like, well, how am I going to spend my time? How are we totally. going to do yeah. this sort of thing? Yeah. And that kind of leads to production. Of course. And then, you know, even like strategy development, like it's not just influencer marketing. Let's work with these influencers. Like what stories are we going to tell? How are we going to do it and why? Yeah. Well, kind of in my head, I look at it to because there is so many things that go down when you run an influencer marketing campaign i think of it as like two phases you have the strategic and then the executional yeah. and like i said with the agency background you know kind of when you're starting you're doing all the executional stuff so you're learning really in the weed stuff that needs to get done in order for these influencer campaigns to happen. And I think, like I said, my biggest jump when moving to GoDaddy and starting, you know, an influencer marketing department is the strategic part matters as well because I was so executional my last job. And so I think a a common issue I face day to day is really how do I get my mind out of that in the weeds, Mm -hmm. executional, those type hats and get myself kind of in the strategic hat, you know? So what was that transition like kind of moving from, uh, and honestly, like here at Julius, what was new for me is the idea of sales is pre-sale and post-sale and that sort of thing. Like, Honestly, influencer marketing is almost like sales. Exactly. Like you kind of have to like pitch yep. this influencer. You're not yep. selling them on a product yeah. necessarily. You're mm-hmm. selling them on a creative opportunity. But yeah. wearing that hat of like, how am I going to convince this person to this thing? And you know, we can yeah. pay our influencers sure. or and align we, with their brand is, as well as ours. Yeah. That's, that's the toughest part. It's like. You know, this I, is going to be great for you. How am I yes. going to convince this influencer to be like, this is yeah. the dopest thing you haven't yeah. done yet? 100%. Yeah. So, so what were you saying? Sorry. Yes. So I basically, I think when I took took the job at GoDaddy, the biggest thing for me was if I'm going to talk about influencer marketing that I, I should say I geek out on. Like this yeah. is like my heart and soul. And um, I created a podcast yeah. for it. Come on. <laughs> 
So, I, you know, on the last episode, actually, we yeah. were talking a lot about, you know, education and r- telling clients about, like, what is this thing that we do? Totally. And, you know, uh, to just, like, chalk it up to a hat, like, the teacher hat is, like, a really big part of Huge. it as well. Yep. And being a good teacher comes, you know, ju- mm-hmm. not just for this, but also, like, educating an influencer about, like, what this brief is, what does the brand stand yeah. for, and how to engage in, in a purposeful way that will elevate the totally. consumers, but yep. also like yeah. shed light on it's what kind, you yeah. guys actually do. It's kind of this weird breakdown. I'm, I'm going to like kind of break, break it down a little weird here. It's also in terms of wearing all these different, you know, hats within just the work you do for an influencer marketing campaign. We're also human. And I think that. My conversations with influencers, with senior execs, there also needs to be this like human touch to it, not just like this is everything that's going on right now within like this is how an influencer marketing campaign works, but more so like where are you coming from and how can I best address kind of your needs and your situations? And I may add, I'm a people pleaser. I'm working on it. It is, it's a big (laughs) problem for me. And I, I actually think that a lot of people in our industry like fall into that spectrum of like very high empathy, like very for better or worse, the need to please at all costs. I make sure, like, I want to make sure that everyone at Julius really likes me. And I I am not bashful about that. I want to make sure that like I'm putting people's (laughs) smiles on people's faces and that like people can go up to Danny and be like, He's not yes, going to bite my head off exactly. and that we're going to like get through this together no, as partners. That's totally it. I think it's something special about this type of marketer and how you do that. Um, and I think that kind of falls into a big part of the account management hat, you know, and strategy. You know, I think that if you can really internalize, you know, what's going to make these consumers happy, that's going to lead to better content and better partnerships and things like that. And through that, actually, Building relationships is a core skill. Sure. What do you guys think is like a mandate skill in order for you guys to be successful at this job, either influencer marketing or social? What does it take to be good at this? Hard skills, soft skills, any thoughts? I'm curious what yours is from like an influencer perspective. Can we, can you repeat the question? Yes, I can. (laughs) No, no. And the thing is that like, it's not like, so imagine like the perfect job description, you know, like for what you do what is the one thing that you're like, all right, if this person is going to take this job, they need to be good at X. And if it's not one thing that we're having a discussion here, but like what different, honestly, like what are the facets of the different hats that make your job or make yourself good at this job? So is it building relationships? Is it understanding social dynamics? Is it understanding the platforms? Is it understanding the ability to analyze data? You know, what are the big things that, you know, you know, to everything that we're talking about, you have to wear so many hats. How does it come together to be like a, a meaningful job? I don't know if empathy is the right word because that sounds a little bit too intense. Sure. But I mean, understanding that these people are human is huge. And I know that sounds so basic and yeah. weird, but you can't just throw people products and yeah. expect that they're going to do it because they want money or just free product in general. I mean, I think at first it was really cool to get that kind of stuff. And I was like, wow, like they really want to work with me. Like, yeah, of course I'll do it. I don't care if I like the product, but now it's kind of like, no, like I don't want to be a fraud. I I try to be as authentic as possible. So I think Mm -hmm. authenticity is super important. I know you mentioned understanding the social platforms. That's huge. I never understand, you know, when someone reaches out and they're like, we want you to do this, this and this. I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Like that's just not going to (laughs) work. That's not going to help you. Yeah. 
So I think it's kind of a mix of knowing the space, but also just understanding how to communicate with a human being, even if you are doing it through the Mm -hmm. internet. Yeah. So something actually I wanted to talk to you about is that, so you work nine to six every day, right? Yes. Yeah. And then... Approximately. Approximately. (laughs) You know, every other Friday take off, not a big deal. No, no, no. But then you go home, you have your channels that you want to maintain, effectively a side hustle. Yeah. How do you, you know, balance work life, but also, you know, make sure that you're creating content and you know get everything done at once like how do you time manage all of that how, do, how does that come to life for you as a person you know yeah Can i jump in and say absolutely that krista has an event every day after work and let me <laughs> tell you okay all right that at 6 p.m i'm ready to go home and watch real housewives and drink wine and this girl goes to events every day after work so i want to say repetition is very so, good on your end so, yeah. so juggling honestly yeah. juggling the professional day-to-day yeah and then the wearing your influencer hat at night almost like bruce wayne yeah Batman, i mean no it's very it's very yeah. similar and in the morning you know i'm fit krista because i gotta get to the gym yeah, yeah. Sure. because i'm eating all this food it's like i don't really sleep that much it's kind of weird and <laughs> look at me now yeah oh, no, look at me honestly I, I need i need some help <laughs> No, I mean, I, I've always tried to be super organized. Actually, you showed me that, that app, Wonderlist. Oh, Wonderlist. What is and this? Wonderlist. Yeah. What is, it's amazing. What, what is this? It's not Wonderlist. 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 Can you tell us about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. It's an app that I, I knew when I got my, my Mac with GoDaddy, I was like, I'm going to geek out and I'm going to download all these incredible apps. They're going to keep me super organized. And I just love this app because every time you check something like off the list, yeah, it makes this How really beautiful chiming it's, noise. It, like, it, it's, it's what a nice thing to I hear. I think the right? most satisfying thing is crossing out something on my to-do list, it, but hearing that ding, ding. I'm like, yeah, it's equally. Uh, is there anything specifically that lends itself good for influencer marketing specifically? Does it, can you think about like how it could break down the app for... Oh, production. I haven't you can like say got, no. no, I haven't gotten that far. I haven't really. Okay. It's pretty simple. I mean, you just kind of like it's a list. You have due dates. I think you can organize it by date organize it by letter i started using it for work because Haley introduced me to it and then i started to throw in my personal things there too i was like wow i can just keep everything right here but yeah i mean after like Haley said i i'm going to a lot of events so <laughs> things can get a little bit crazy but i'm pretty organized on my phone i obviously have a lot of photographs i actually have a folder and it's my food archive so i have Right now, I want to say around 300 photos in there that are already edited and ready to go. So uh, it's funny because people think I'm eating these things on that actual day that I post. I'm like, no, I didn't have this elaborate brunch on a Tuesday morning. (laughs) Sometimes I do. Like I, I love posting in real time and I'll do it. But yeah, I have this folder. Every time I post it, I'll, you know, delete it from the folder. It's gone. It's good. It's checked off. When restaurants reach out to me, I will, I have a list in my phone because I can't, you know, book it immediately. It's kind of something I'll be like, okay, like, yeah, I'm super interested in coming in, put it on my list, book it later kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, and I have a posting schedule. I really, I try to post, you know, in the morning before work. And then as I'm wrapping up work, leaving work, it's just kind of become my schedule. We did a panel not, not too long ago with some influencers that literally 
have never had a professional job. And mm. I'm like, get like, <laughs> mm-hmm. first of all, props. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what's that like? Yeah. yeah. But, but seriously, you saw this thing. You're like, I can do this. And you know what? I'm just going to grind until it works. And you know what? Nine to five might not be for me. And I totally respect that. But then with a nine to five, you do learn those hard skills that can make you wear all these different hats. 100%. I mean, the thing, sorry, the the thing I was going to say is that, you know, like as marketers and influencer marketers, we wear 10 hats at a time because we've had that experience to be an influencer. You don't like necessarily have to talk to senior leadership. Mm -hmm. You don't have to learn how to collaborate with other teams. You're kind of just this force. And I guess that kind of goes to any entrepreneur, which is kind of cool. But I'm saying as a marketer, I expect a level of professionalism in my influencer partner. So I know what your take is on that. If you guys as professionals and as influencer side hustlers, what's your advice or perspective to influencers that are trying to make it? And how do you guys know that an influencer is going to be a good partner for you professionally? Oh, that second question. Wow. That's I'm, I'm going to yeah, go, I'm gonna go with the first one for now. Um, yeah, yeah. My entire life, I've always just kind of wanted to do my own thing. I'm like, who wants to go sit in an office? I don't want to do that. Yep. But I must say, and I'm not just saying this because this is my current place of work, but GoDaddy is the best company I've worked for so far. Yeah. And it's definitely, I've learned so much already. I have, I'm coming up on a year next month. So it hasn't Time been flies, a year uh, yet. Uh, when I you're know. having so much, much fun. There we go. <laughs> I'm so happy that I have, you know, a nine to five or whatever you want to call it job. And I'm able to kind of experience this corporate world. I'm learning so much. And I, I think later in life, you know, if and when I have my own family, I would love to kind of make my blog more of a full time thing. Yeah. I just think it would help with my like family work balance. That's just like a personal thing for me. But for right now, like I just feel like this is kind of my time to learn, my time to hustle and having that full time job and the side hustle really feels like a, yeah, an awesome. Thing for me right now. I think to go off of that, I feel like if I didn't have this a nine to five job or if I didn't work in like corporate life, I wouldn't be sane almost. I think that uh, routine, routine. I so and this, my mother, if Connie, if you're listening again, routine, it just runs in the family. Like I need to have a solid routine. Um, doesn't matter like necessarily what that routine looks like, but Mm -hmm. it just has to be a routine. And I find kind of with a nine to five job, how do I want to say this? So I don't want to say I do not have split personalities at all. But what I'm saying is that I wear many different hats and I'm kind of a different version of myself, Mm -hmm. you know, in many different parts of work. And I think that I receive gratification, you know, a specific satisfaction from a nine to five job that I wouldn't get with just being an influencer and just, you know, posting for brands and stuff. It's just, it's hard to envision a life without a nine to five job because I couldn't envision my life with like, without the satisfaction I get from like a corporate job or without that structure. That's right. I hear you. I think that makes a lot of sense, but let's circle back on the second layer of this. Yeah. That question that That, I was, I don't remember it. Can you repeat it? Let me me bring it up again. Yeah. For influencers that have never had a nine to five job or a corporate job, they might not have that layer of professionalism that you guys have or that you expect from a partner and then you know even just like articulating creative ideas even you know they it can sometimes be a skill that you need to learn after doing it over and over and over again so my question for you is really what sort of expectations do you guys have in terms of your influencer partners 
honestly, to wear a bunch of different hats and, you know, not just being that person behind the camera or in front of the camera or whatever it be, to be that professional who can talk to your boss, who can understand the social landscape, who can put together strategies, production, analytics, all this stuff, honestly, punctually, you know, and getting to you on time in a Mm -hmm. package that's easily digestible. Stuff like that, that I think as professionals, we are so ingrained in every day. But when they're going a million miles an hour and doing all this cool influencer stuff that maybe sometimes it it gets lost. So uh, again, just to say the question very plainly, what do you guys expect out of professional influencer partners? What makes somebody a good influencer partner and what type of hats do they wear? To play vulnerable Haley for a hot second, I think this is something I'm still trying to figure out, especially starting an influencer marketing department at GoDaddy. And I think working at an agency, I've seen times where we, we've put, we've invested so much into an influencer and then they're gone or they disappear or they stop responding. And I think that when I'm vetting influencers and I'm reaching out, I always, always look for fast responders yeah. because influencer marketing can change on a dime, as we know. And sometimes, you know, we get direction from higher ups and we need to communicate it ASAP to the influencer. Slow responders, I think, are, are the worst. And I usually will kind of nix them early That's on in the process. Pro tip. Yep. So um, I always say, you know, and I never want to be like, an advocate for always being by your phone. But if you're playing this influencer role and you don't have a nine to five job, yep. let me just say that yep. you can have, you can have email <laughs> on your phone and you can have notifications. Yeah. Turn on. Yeah. But like I said, it's fast responders are always kind of my first, like the bulb goes off in my head of like, okay, they would probably be a great partner, but that's then it's, me. Yes. I don't let things linger. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, there she is. Mm. <laughs> I'll like literally take screenshots of emails if I'm on the go. I'm like, I can't, I can't forget this. Right, right. I'm always going through my photos, so I'll see it later. Yeah, totally. I I think that along with you know just responding fast, it's also this. I find a lot of respect for the influencers that know their brand one and two, know kind of the ins and outs of like the current kind of what you were saying earlier, the the current status of influencer marketing yeah. as we know it today. Is that because you want to be able to effectively manage expectations? Is it because totally. so like, oh, I know we're gonna get on the same yep. page real quick. Exactly. And I and I appreciate that. And I think that sometimes and I, you know, I don't want to call it agencies or talent agencies, but if influencers are rep by talent agencies, a lot of the time feedback and, you know, communication does not get like to the influencer. A lot of micro uh, telephone playing. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's an email playing, I should say. And that's kind of the most frustrating. So like kind of when you ask the question of what do we expect of these influencers? It's kind of like, well, you know, what do we expect? What does GoDaddy expect of us? And it's kind of holding these standards sure. of, you know, th- these fast responding I can totally people, appreciate yep, that. people who, who know their brand and also know how to work professionally. And like I said, it's something we're still working out. I, I, I feel like we've worked with some awesome partners, but and I, I say partners because I don't like to use the word influencers a lot. My gosh, influencer is my middle name at this point because I use it so <laughs> it also so overused. And it too. doesn't roll off the tongue. It doesn't. No. It's like I'm like, oh my god, three syllables. Is it three syllables? Four syllables? <laughs> influencer. Influ- four, four syllables. I'm like that. Wow. That's like five seconds of my life. How about, how about imps? Imps. Yeah. <laughs> Fluencers. Fluencers. No, it's still like too much. Too much. In- yeah. Imps. So, anyways, like I said, you know. I am seven months now into GoDaddy and this is this is like I'm I'm glad you brought this up because this is very top priority in the sense of what do we expect of our influencers and kind of keeping that that requirement, I want to say checklist to like the top of our, you know, 
brains. Yeah. So the thing is that you, it, I'm glad you brought up managers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel that if we don't have the most professional influencer partner that can't wear a lot of hats, yeah. but we have a manager that is on top of them, honestly, it could really make life yeah, a lot easier. The other side. And yep. especially one more hat to play on mm-hmm. that I do not want to go down is the legal hat. Oh, oh man. But I'm just saying like this, this is a scary hat that like oh. sometimes we have to wear and like to get things done and having a good manager partner. I think, you know, if they're just like, listen, this is what's going on. Totally. This is what we're going to do. Let's get on the same page really quickly and get to the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. That makes me happy. Yeah. I like that type of, of stuff. And then if I'm going to be devil's advocate Uh-oh. here, is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. That I find that if they have managers, we, the legal process takes a lot longer. You That's know? interesting. Yes. I think that they fight harder. They fight harder and they want the best deal for their client, which of course I understand. And like I said, it all comes back to this like empathy play where you're a people person, you know, yep. I want to please everyone. And I think that something that I'm, you know, also working on my job. I have a lot of things I'm working on, but yeah. we're, man, all, I'm we're working all, on yeah. stuff. Yeah. We're all yeah. working I am on it. Improving every day. Okay. Danny's Danny. perfect. Uh, yep. Danny has yep. nothing to work mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. But it's the sense of, you know, seeing like, especially with managers where they're coming from. Of course, they want the best deal for their client, but then it's kind of meeting in the middle and trying to, to figure out the best solution for both. And I think that's kind of where that people relationship building in a sense of how can you do that strategically and responsibly? Yeah, I, I agree. And to everything you're saying, I want to throw it back to you okay. one more time. Ooh. It's like a little volleyball. If it honestly you, is right now. I'm like just sitting here watching like table tennis mm-hmm. or something. If you're working with 10 influencers at a time, yeah. how do you effectively build relationships with all of them? And how do you, how do you, how do you like put on that empathy hat or, but still, you know, be like, I'm going to have to push back. I'm going to have to like get that legal stuff done, that production stuff done. No, I think tough love. Tough love. It's tough love for sure. And a lot of the times if we're, if we're talking about the legal scope of it, I kind of rely a little on the lawyer, you know, who's doing it because. Exactly, because I I do not have a law degree. I have a marketing degree, but damn good, I, I a good marketer. I always used to joke that like, what if the agency sent us to law school? Yeah, that'd be sick. I know, oh because I mean, with the, the amount of contracts we were doing at the yeah. agency, it was insane. But with that, it's it's kind of like the lawyer here has the expertise, and and what I can what I can give to that is kind of where we're coming from, from what we want socially, you know, and what we want this person to do, and then hearing the the lawyer too, in the sense of what you know they they think is 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 doable for the campaign. But to go back to your question, how do I maintain good relationships with these 10 people? It's We have this term in GoDaddy that's currently be building out. It's kind of our bespoke tribe. And this is people that we have worked with across the board. So maybe we feature them on GoDaddy for a holiday, which Krista takes awesome photos of them for. And then Chris is a food blogger, but she's also amazing at photography. And sometimes we'll take pictures of my outfits too. So It's true. Yeah. You can... Um, I actually... Are you Did, for hire? I am. I I secured my my own LLC um, really? a few months ago. Yeah, it's just so you're wearing that little legal hat too. Huh? I, yeah, I've got a lot of. I've always had an issue with kind of stopping myself from adding things to my plate, like always since yeah. I was little. Yeah. So yes, I am. I am for hire. <laughs> so we can talk about that right. later. I'm yeah. Gonna yeah. Let, I'll let Haley finish. Yeah. Out. Well, <laughs> but you're a very good photographer. I love you for saying that. Okay. Thank you, I'm a biggie. Sorry, we had to have a moment. Yeah, um, that's cool. So, Krista also, Krista and I grew up together, which is a fun fact. I love fact. that you brought this I'm up sorry. because I was going to bring it oh up. Oh my God. <laughs> Kaylee and I went to high school together, guys. Yeah, and we, we ended went, up here and I don't know yeah, how it happened. Yeah, we're coworkers. <laughs> so, what do you know? Anyways, uh, yeah. 
So we have this term and kind of something we're putting into effect is called the, the GoDaddy Bespoke Tribe. And like I said, it includes not only influencers that we have paid to do sponsored posts with us, yeah. but it also includes, you know, people that we engage with on social, kind of what we were talking about earlier. People who, you know, maybe we, we've met and they gave us our business card and kind of were like, Oh, we're customers of GoDaddy and just want to have a conversation. Yeah. And we currently have all of these people's names, information, everything into a document and social security numbers and exa- all that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> That's what I do with uh, people I date too. Yes. <laughs> Could you imagine? Um, I actually have a funny story about that, not about myself, about someone I met. Okay. That's, I don't, yeah, we won't. that's another time okay. thing. That's another podcast. Yeah. A, that's a love life dating podcast that, you know, if we want to start that, that's we so totally funny. can. But yeah, I think this the kind of this bespoke tribe that we're talking about is, is our way of really fostering relationships that, they don't have to be an influencer, you know, and they don't have to come exactly like from the influencer marketing department and our efforts. But it's it's so important to kind of to to foster, like I said, foster these this relationships and also understand where our, like our customers and non customers sure. are coming from. And that it's something that we're still putting into effect. And um, we have a lot of fun plans down the line. We're just trying to get like kind of all of our ducks in order, building relationships exactly. on scale. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Wow, you just said it's so much like simpler <laughs> as i just went on for yeah, five minutes so. I, I mean i mean it's exciting yeah and you're excited about yes, that and for i sure. can understand that yeah th- then that- we get really excited about people who are excited about us exactly yeah. well wh- those I'm are much easier about you getting excited about me getting excited about you being Whoa. <laughs> that really confused me i tried to like do it in my no, head no, and i was fine. like what i i think we're on the same page yeah so I think as like a signing off moment, I kind of want to hear your take on what does it mean in a short, snippy way to say influencer marketing isn't just blank. It needs you need to do all this stuff to wear hats and things like that. Like, what is your key takeaway here for you guys to say, you know what, influence marketing is a complex practice and this is how you can be good at I you yeah. know, talking about sure. long winded yes. now. No. Wow. Well, I, just, I kind of like the beginning of what you said. Yeah. So like influencer marketing is a complex, complex process. Yeah. Yes. And I was actually gonna say this earlier, but this this is good that I saved it for now. I think you in order to make it work you have to have an open mind. Yep. Yeah. Collaborating is different every single time. Yeah. If you're, you know, working with a brand or a company, it's going to be different every time. So you kind of have to have an open mind about where that partnership is going to take you. You know, yeah. what's the opportunity there? Don't be so quick to kind of, you know, shut it down or even accept, like have that conversation yeah. and see like where the benefits are for both of you yep. because it could be something really great and really huge. Totally. Yeah. And to kind of to speak to Chris's point, my whole thing is influencer marketing is different to everyone. Yeah. Like you and I do not have the same, you know, POV even, but also kind of like our opinions about influencer marketing and how we see it in our eyes, because, you know, obviously opinions affect our, our thoughts or our vision, I should say, but opinions do affect yeah, your thoughts. They do. Thank you. But <laughs> yeah. it's kind of influencer marketing, I say is like the sea of caveats mm. because we can work with this one influencer, but they're going to cost us much. We can work with this other influencer, but we're not going to have as many yeah, people see their content. Yeah. And I think that with, you know, at least I can speak to media and stuff. We had very concrete answers. It was a lot of rooted in math and data. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> data. But, absolutely. Um, the thing I would say is influencer marketing is not just, you know, 
kind of a, a what's that saying? It's not like an easy science. It is a sea of caveats. I actually want to shift the question a little bit yeah. to to just understanding perspectives and stuff. I think that in 2019, by now, a lot of people probably have seen the Fire Festival. Mm-hmm documentary i saw the netflix one the thing is that i think that consumers have an opinion about what influencer marketing can be or should be i think that if consumers understood that it's not just about like models on beaches and that it's storytelling it's not yeah what are we talking (laughs) about i think that's for me is that i think a lot of people get get hung up yep on like these big sexy people right. doing all this cool stuff on social and living these lives that I'm never going to be able to do. I think yeah. that, you know, if we start thinking about it from a com- consumer perspective and if consumers could internalize this as storytelling and mm-hmm. conversation leading yep. and helping people to yeah. a degree, especially a GoDaddy, I think that, you know, it's a great way for us to reposition the practice that we do with the new lens. Totally. There is so much that goes into this practice beyond just working with these people and mm-hmm. getting them to do something. Yeah. And I think, honestly, going back to Fire Festival, they wore one hat yep. very well. Yeah. They, they did. got their marketing down. They told people that this is going to be this life that you were going right. to get, but then they couldn't transition to the producer hat. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh sure. my God, we are going to just like tell this amazing right. thing and get people to get excited about it. But then like when yeah. it came to actually getting it done, yeah. they fell through. Yeah. Well, I think to, to kind of my closing statement with that is, one, my favorite <laughs> question is when the grandparents are like, what do you do, Haley? <laughs> Haley, what was that yeah, again? Yeah. I, I know. My grandma's still like, I have no idea what my granddaughter does. My but, uncle the other day yeah. referred to me as an influencer. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, you know what that is? Miss- he was like, well, I, I think the term's ridiculous, but you're sure. one. So like, I think it's yeah. kind of yeah. cool. But, um, I was thinking about having my yeah. mom on this podcast. Oh, like, I was like, what you do should you totally think have, I yeah. do? Totally. Yeah. No, you should do that. Well, um, kind of with that, it's like, well, of course, you know, with, with the fire festival you know series that's kind of what my parents see as like influencers and i bring it back to the audience and that's basically the audience that is getting hit with kind of these influencer ads and that's why i think we have such a great we're fostering this relationship with julius because you guys allow us to see all the audience demos so when i whenever like i kind of go back to it and think the consumer journey and also think about like who wants to see this? What mm-hmm. motivates them? And therefore, what person can we work with and what can we serve them in in an effortless way? And I think that's kind of like my closing statement on yeah. influencer marketing. I think it's all about the audience, to be honest. And consumer first. Exactly. Love it. That's right. All right, guys. Well, thanks I for joining. Have, I have closing statements. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, come Sorry. on. Girl. I, I kind of have a, like a fun, funny What's your one. Closing statement? And then like a more like serious one. I want to hear both of them. Yeah, okay. Do serious first, then fun. Okay. I need to get closer to the mic. I've been really bad at this this whole time. I feel like I'm like eating the microphone though. And it's really creeping me out. So serious one first, you said? Yes. Okay. So this is GoDaddy related. I just want to give a shout out to our social media in general. And I I feel like hustlers and entrepreneurs out there should give us a follow and check us out because we have awesome... Where can they follow you? At GoDaddy. There it is. There we go. um, I would say... I mean, most of my followers would be Instagram related, but 
uh, we have a we have awesome photographers traveling yep. the world awesome. and going to different cities and highlighting looking for hustlers. Yes, yeah. awesome. literally looking for hustlers, small businesses, um, small yeah. businesses, and taking gorgeous photography. We have storytellers going out there and mm-hmm. having a really awesome chats with them. And we're sharing their story out on social media. So, I love it. and yeah. these aren't even people who are GoDaddy customers. These are just people who are making their own way in the world. Love it. And they're really awesome. So check that out. That's my mm. first, um, that's <laughs> yeah. my first closing yep. statement. My second one is, do you think that Haley and I should have our own vlog? <gasps> because I think it could be really funny. Uh, Haley really needs to expand her palette <laughs> and oh, I wise. need to expand my makeup palette. Yeah. Because oh my god, wow. did I'm you just think that? Yeah. Venn diagram I'm really, coming together yeah, on YouTube. I, I am a girl, but I don't Sorry. know how to be one in terms of like beauty, like hair and makeup and stuff. And both of you are hilarious. Oh my god, so, we're bringing it back. Wow. Funny too. Wow. I'm wow. funny. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just another thing to add yes. to our plate, and yeah. we yeah. hardly have time to you, you know, know have a Sauvignon Blanc but, these days. Oh. So. But you know what? Going back to the theme of today's podcast, like taking on more things mm-hmm. like influencer <laughs> marketing isn't just like a one-dimensional right. thing you guys are like very well equipped to do right. like all these different things it's very exciting we're essentially buying new hats there you and go and we are stocking boom, that boom, hat boom, cabinet boom. buying yeah. them yeah <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. yeah so that that was it adopting you know? i should I say it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks this for coming awesome. on, guys. This, this was, was a lot of fun. So much fun. Uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime. Please. Yes. Or maybe I'll be on your YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. Like, subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. To our non-existent YouTube yeah. channel. Yes. Cool. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for everybody for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Woo. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs> thank you for listening to Julius Profiles, a podcast brought to you by Julius Influencer Marketing. To hear more episodes, learn more about influencer marketing, or to discover how our platform adds a human touch to advertising, please visit juliusworks.com.